0: And discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Make sure to go to TimCast.com, click Join Us and Become a Member to support this podcast and all the work we do, and you'll get access to exclusive uncensored segments from Timcast IRL and way more. Now, let's jump into the first story. What we know and what we think are two very distinct things. And I want to make sure that's clear as we get into this story, because it looks like, I'm going to say it, it looks like the US is recruiting criminal aliens for the purpose of war looks like does not mean true, does not mean probable. I don't know. What we do know is this. A video emerged the other day from The Daily Caller showing illegal immigrants, we believe, in an airport under the guard of U.S. Army with an NGO that facilitates illegal immigration, criminal aliens being brought into the country. The Army individual on camera is wearing what's called a brown round, and this is apparently worn by drill sergeants. Many people have reached out to us to say at the Atlanta airport, this is where these drill sergeants will pick up trainees for basic training and then bring them to training. When we first saw this story last night, we're wondering what's going on. Apparently, a whistleblower reached out to a state senator and said that illegal immigrants are being housed in an in an undisclosed area, a hidden room in the Atlanta airport. He showed up and began filming when it became clear he was filming, they tried to stop him. And he says the U.S. Army individual took his phone and they got into it. Now, we don't know exactly what's going on. But I started to think about it. When we realized that the individual sitting in front of this room guarding it appears to be a drill sergeant and not National Guard, Well, then you have to wonder what these individuals are doing in the airport. So let me go back to say, what does it look like? Let me lay it out for you. In an airport that frequently brings trainees on their way to basic training for military service, there is a man who appears to be a drill sergeant in front of a guarding a room, stopping someone from filming. The room has an NGO that facilitates illegal immigration. With a bunch of individuals that a whistleblower says are illegal immigrants. You know, it's crazy for me to say because I don't know what other conclusion to draw other than the US is unconstitutionally and illegally recruiting illegal immigrants for military service. I don't know that that's true. Again, what we know and what we think are two different things. Here's what we know based on this video there are men in a room. A whistleblower, according to the state senator, says they're illegal immigrants. There is a man wearing a shirt for Team Libertad, which is an organization that boasts facilitating illegal immigration. There is a man who appears to be wearing a military uniform outside this room. The man is wearing a brown round. The man stops the state senator from filming and tries to seize his phone. OK. Perhaps. Uh, The drill sergeant was just there to pick up some uh, new trainees for the army and totally unrelated to the room. Yeah, it's absolutely possible. It's unfortunate, however, that all of these things have aligned in such a way that it makes it seem like the U.S. may be recruiting criminal aliens. Perhaps to a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And that's why I even started thinking this, because we had discussed this for some time. U.S. recruitment numbers are way down. Nobody wants to join. And also why there's a persistent fear that World War Three has already begun or is about to begin. We've made the joke several times. I mean, half joking, but joking that they can take all these criminal aliens and send them to Ukraine and they can fight for their citizenship because citizen- service guarantees citizenship. I don't literally think it's a good idea. But as many conservatives have pointed out, these individuals crossing the border, 10,000 plus per day, They're military age males. Watch the videos. Yeah, there are families, too, but mostly fighting age males. Why is that the talking point? My friends, numerous countries have begun discussions of military drafts. Some of these countries are implementing military draft. Sweden has discussed that their citizens must prepare for war, and they already have obligatory service. Germany is proposing reintroduction of their draft. Australia is proposing a citizen army. The UK has a high ranking of, uh, individual in their military saying they need a citizen army. And it, it, it all is fairly preliminary. But you know, for someone like me, when I'm reading all of these stories and I see all of these dots, I can go full Pepe Silvia, Pepe Silvia and connect them all together. And that could be wrong. I don't want to make sure that's clear. Just because Joe Biden is a crackpot who is destroying this country by opening up the borders does not mean all of these pieces connect. They could be independent events. And I think that's the important thing to say right off the bat. But I want to show you what's going on. I want to show you the pieces that I've pulled together, because a few things are true outside of what we are seeing in the news with World War Three. Joe Biden talking about retaliation against Iran, Russia and Ukraine, China, Taiwan, Venezuela and Guyana, Israel and Palestine. One thing is true. Gen Z ain't going to be fighting any wars. They, they, they're not going to be conscripted. They have the, they they're unable to be conscripted. You know, when I think about this, you as a nation are facing a massive war, Western forces, NATO powers. I don't think they care where the person comes from, who is fighting. They just want someone to fight. Well, there's a really great screening process to make sure the people you have capable of fighting can fight. Let me ask you this. If you had to make a bet on who would be a better fighter, would it be the criminal alien crossing the border or your average American Gen Z college student? Or your average American Gen Z individual? I think it's clear. The dude who traveled thousands of miles walking, riding on the top of a train, crossing a border illegally has a bit more of a spark within them. I don't know. And I don't want to say I do, but let me show you the evidence. And uh, I'm not saying it's evidence of the U.S. conscript. Well, actually, I I think it's fair to say this is evidence, not proof in any way. And I don't know if it comes close to proof. And I want to make sure it is clear. The only thing I'm saying is. The it would be remarkable to me if it just so happened to be a great conspiracy coincidence. That Team Libertad was there. With illegal immigrants and a drill sergeant at an airport where they pick up people for basic training. A video ex- exclusively obtained by the Daily Caller News Foundation appears to show a U.S. service member guarding a room chock full of illegal immigrants at Atlanta's Hartsfield Jackson International Airport. Republican State Senator Colton Moore, who is the vice chairman of the Georgia Freedom Caucus, took the video Tuesday night and told the DCNF he learned of the hidden room through a whistleblower who noticed an influx. Of illegal migrants coming through the facility in recent months. In the video, there appears to be a uniformed soldier guarding a room full of migrants and volunteers of a group called Team Libertad, which boasts of helping migrants travel on its social media accounts. We're all getting them flights to where they need to be. A man who identified himself as a volunteer from Team Libertad says in the video, these are just recently documented travelers getting released from ICE, getting to where they need to be. There's people that they get dropped off here from ICE detention with no help, the man added. Perhaps this drill sergeant is completely uninvolved and unrelated. Fair point. Maybe that's Occam's razor. Simple solution. I got to be honest. This does not look good because I don't know. I don't know how Occam's razor actually brings us. I got to be honest. This is wild. Look, Occam's razor suggests in the absence of evidence. The solution that makes the least amount of assumptions tends to be correct. And I believe that is a mostly true statement. I mean, it's not absolute, but we don't want to make assumptions. Okay, a drill sergeant or a man who appears to be stopping someone from filming, literally guarding these groups, an organization that facilitates illegal immigration in an airport where they transport trainees for basic training. If I'm going to make the least amount of assumptions here, I, I, I'm not going to suggest it just so happens to be that this drill sergeant was randomly in front of this room, and decided to stop a guy from filming. That makes way too many assumptions. That's that that's driving towards coincidence. Now it is possible that it is, but this is wild. The say senator who filmed says, the room was absolutely packed with people from every continent on this planet. When I took my phone and reached it up above the guy to get a better view of the illegals in the, in the room, that's when chaos broke out. That's when the U.S. Army guy took the phone. It was a scrimmage between he and I in order to get the phone back. And then he proceeded to tell me to get out of there and just made a big real scene of it. The whistleblowers said there's been an uptick of migrants traveling through the Atlanta airport in recent months. Okay, here's an image. A screenshot of the man. He appears to be a drill sergeant. This is what uh, people are telling me. I don't know. Maybe it's not true. Let me clarify that too. What do I know? What do I know? This is just the video that's going around. But I wonder if anyone's asked themselves what's going on. I mean, you can just Google it. Gen Z refuses the military draft. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the US with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the US? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Well, this is just a medium post by a man named Larry Lees. But um, I thought it was... Decent enough. I could pull up a ton of different TikTok videos and YouTube and X videos where these Gen Z people are being like, good luck drafting us. Yeah. And I agree. Conservative Gen Z individuals are going to be like, I ain't fighting for Joe Biden. And liberals are going to be like, I ain't fighting for Joe Biden. So, in the event World War III does break out, as many people fear, how will the US bolster its rapidly declining military force? It's long been speculated that these fighting age males crossing the border would be used as cannon fodder. I wonder. I really do. Take a look at this from Gen Z. uh, I'm sorry, from Daily Mail. Gen Z Aussies shock as they share their thoughts about conscription on the Kyle and Jackie O show. I already have my Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, here they go. Putting Taylor Swift and everything. The possible introduction of a citizen army to protect Australia in wartime. Was the hot topic of Kyle and Jackie O show Wednesday, and it appears that Gen Z Aussies are not too keen on the idea of being called up to fight if compulsory conscription was ever introduced. <clears throat> One male caller said he would absolutely refuse to go to war if it broke out, mostly because his social calendar would not allow it. Yikes! The things to consider here: Australia is considering a citizen army. Gen Z does not want to fight. There's more. I wonder if, uh, what, what what I think I have the, uh, here we go. This is from the BBC. UK should have citizen army and Royal Mail cutbacks. This is a story that I talked about uh, a few days ago. There was a high-ranking individual in the UK military saying they must start training their citizens for war to have a citizen army, which is basically conscription. This from DW. Germany moles reintroduction. Can we not? Seriously, DW nuked this story. Here we go. Germany mulls reintroduction of compulsory military service. The Bundeswehr is facing a dramatic shortage in personnel. Now Defense Minister Boris Pistorius has rekindled debate over the reintroduction of conscription. This is from December 29th. Of course, we then have this. Why is Sweden telling its citizens to prepare for war? They are and Sweden has conscription. Has World War III already begun? Asks the national, nationalinterest.org. With so many people talking about the prospect of World War III, do you believe the US would do nothing facing a shortfall in its recruiting numbers? I don't think so. Some people have pointed out, Tim, there's no way they would allow illegal immigrants to serve in the US armed forces not even DACA recipients can. You have to be a citizen. You can't do it. I don't know. I really don't. What I can tell you this is, as some people have said, Tim, that would be illegal. It would be illegal if they were to, 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 to bring these people in. My response is, uh-huh. It's illegal to facilitate human smuggling. It's illegal to allow these people to illegally enter the country. It is illegal for CBP to transport these criminal aliens two NGOs who give them money. It's all illegal. The story from, I believe it was 2019 that I covered the DOJ indicted, criminally charged and convicted two men, U.S. Army personnel for transporting criminal aliens a short distance. They did not cross the border with them. They drove them from a border area up to their destination to get a ride or something like this. And they were criminally charged for it. That was several years ago. Under the Biden administration, it's policy to do so. So when someone says to me it would be illegal, I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, so is everything else they're doing. But I ask you this, if we really are facing World War III with a troop shortfall, do you think the U.S. military is going to be like, guess we die? It's conspiratorial, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. You know, look, I'm, I'm not a fan of conspiracy theories. uh there, there are real ones. I mean, like literally conspiracies happen. That's why we have crim- conspiracy criminal charges because they do happen. I don't, I don't know how else to view this other than I, I, I want to have that optimistic, uh, the optimism, optimism bias and normalcy bias that it's just a drill sergeant happened to have been sitting there and said, hey, why are you filming these guys? That's it. That's possible. That's possible. But I look at the news that's going on around the world. And I just want to, I want to say from Newsweek, Biden military draft rumors swirl after Iran attacks. You think urban liberal Gen Z is going to be capable of being combat infantry? No, I just don't see it. So I wonder, I really do think about this scenario. We are below replacement uh, uh, in terms of uh, uh, the birthing rates in this country. And Europe is facing a similar problem. So is Japan, many other countries. But we also fear war is about to break out. If the declining birth rates does lead to economic strife, war seems very likely. Is this what the deep state or the intelligence agencies are really thinking? Not that we need to bolster our populations with with, with criminal aliens and illegal immigrants because of our economy, but... We don't want to send what little children we have left to go die in a war, which is about to happen. I don't know. I don't know. Let me ask you, comment, comment. What do you think? If you, if you were the president and you were facing a World War Three, you could not avoid. I, I'm, I'm not saying that's the case. I'm, you know, I, I think Trump would have avoided all of this. But let's, let's say you are sitting there and you are looking at the conflicts and you say World War Three is going to happen. There's nothing I can do you have a military shortfall. You could call a draft or 10,000 illegal immigrants every single day. What's the more appealing thing? I think the terrifying reality is it's a coin toss. I mean, it's pros and cons. You may get a military leader being like, look, throughout history, we have used foreign soldiers, mercenaries. If you can get them for free, why pay? But the use of mercenaries and foreign soldiers in war is commonplace commonplace. So if there's a rumor of a military draft coming. I feel like it's not so much about thinking, you know, we we don't we don't want to waste our Gen Z fighting a war. I think it may more be. They would not be able to fight a war. Joe Biden is preparing. Let me see if I can. Uh, I'll show you this right here. This is this is up on um, This is a post on X. A guy says, I work in the airport in Atlanta. I've encountered several released illegal immigrants with handwritten notes asking for directions. The males were wearing ankle monitors. I translated via my phone. That's interesting. Ankle monitors. Interesting. And this post is from uh, January 25th, 2022. This pops up when you search for what's going on in Atlanta. I thought this was interesting because of how long ago it was. And I wonder how long this has really been going on. Here we go, baby. I love this one. Costco sparks wild doomsday conspiracy theories after debuting range of emergency food kits that are used by preppers to get ready for the apocalypse. Now, many people point out Texas has long, Texas Costco has long sold these. And so it may just be that sales of emergency food kits spiked in Texas. So Costco said, let's bring these products to our other locations. People seem to want them. And people are buying them like hotcakes. I don't know. I guess hotcakes sold really well at some point. So they sell like hotcakes. That's the saying. And now it's appearing everywhere. Costco also selling gold. As people start to fear, we may be headed towards World War III. With the Daily Beast publishing yesterday, is World War III really around the corner? Well, I, for one, am familiar with Betteridge's laws of headlines. If a headline is a question, it can be answered with the word no. But I don't think it applies absolutely. A regional Middle East, Middle East war is more likely than a global confrontation, but even a relatively contained conflict could help upend the US led rules based order. You know, I ask you what you think is happening. What's going on with this drill sergeant out in front of this room? Some people have said the simple answer is he just happened to have been sitting there. That's it. And it's possible it's possible man I guess the other question is with the UK with Sweden with Germany with Australia all talking about conscription is it a coincidence I don't know I really don't maybe seriously what can I what, what can I what can I tell you probably nothing's going to happen let's have our normalcy bias kicked up to high gear normalcy bias of course being that it doesn't happen so it can't Everything's going to stay normal. But we know throughout history that sometimes it doesn't. So in that regard, I'm, I don't know what to say, man. You know, when we, we were, we were talking about this story with this guy at the airport last night, and we were like, wow, look, the U.S. Army is protecting illegal immigrants. Let me stress that and say fact. U.S. Army personnel have guarded human smuggling at the, at the Atlanta airport. There you go. That, that, well, I, I can't say it's a fact. I want to be very careful. We know that they're guarding a, and at the very least individuals who appear to be with an NGO transporting illegal immigrants. It doesn't mean that he was ordered to do so. It doesn't mean he was dispatched to do so. Dude. I'm I'm I, I don't know, man. Would the United States sit back and resign itself to having no ground forces? I don't think it would. We have made that point several times. Right now, Joe Biden is preparing to strike Iran. They say he's gonna, he, the, the plan is to strike Iranian naval targets because Iran is backing militaristically militia groups, Houthi rebels, and war has escalated dramatically in the Middle East over the Israel-Gaza war. Of course, Hamas launched this on October 7th. I remember back during what was called Operation Protective Edge. And we feared, <coughs> excuse me, we feared then what is happening now. I was looking for vice at the time. And when Protective Edge began, this is a fight between, you know, Hamas and, uh, uh, and the IDF.
1: free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com slash Carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to CarShield.com slash Carlson and save 20% today.
0: The fear was, as with any one of these conflicts, that if they escalate tensions in the re in, in Israel-Palestine, they as in anyone, Iran could retaliate, arming rebel groups and engaging in military actions, which forces the United States to get involved, which forces China and Russia to get involved. And one by one, the dominoes fall. That appears to be happening now, several years later, actually 10 years later, which is kind of crazy. Houthi rebels, because of what Israel, because of Israel's retaliation on Hamas, have begun attacking Red Sea targets, shutting down like two thirds of global shipping, the U.S. responds by striking Houthi rebels in Yemen without declaring war. Iran then begins arming and backing militia groups in Iraq, Syria, Yemen, which results in the death of American soldiers, 34 injuries. Joe Biden announces he will retaliate even if this does not escalate into World War III. I do not believe the U.S. military and intelligence apparatus would sit back knowing our military recruitment numbers are low, are down. Gen Z won't fight. I don't believe it. I think they're going to be saying when facing an existential crisis, you do what you have to do. I hope you're ready for what's to come. But more importantly, I hope it's nothing. I hope we can keep living our lives complaining about internal politics. But I guess we will just have to wait and see. We'll see what the response is from Biden. We'll see if this escalates beyond our control. Maybe it won't. And if it does, I wonder what they're going to do with 10 million criminal aliens, many of whom are fighting age males. I'll leave it there. Next segment is coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. If by now you haven't seen one of James O'Keefe's greatest videos, you're missing out. In the video, James O'Keefe is talking to a White House employee. Who spills the beans. Michelle Obama does not want to run. They have discussed getting rid of Kamala Harris. And they know Joe Biden's brain is broken. The best part about this video from James O'Keefe is that he went himself to this meeting. And he, he just wore a pair of glasses. People are posting memes of like Superman. Clark Kent taking off his glasses and Lois Lane being like, it was you the whole time. Oh, man. And part of me feels bad that this guy is like going on a, a date with James O'Keefe. <laughs> like, I don't know. James met this guy on Grindr or something. Or what did, he, what did he do? And this guy has no idea what's going on. I feel bad, but I don't feel bad enough. And I'll tell you why. All right. This guy who got uh, uh, caught up in this undercover sting operation knows Kamala Harris is not fit for the presidency. Joe Biden is not fit for the presidency. There are very serious problems with the administration right now. And Joe Biden's brain is not working, but they don't speak up and tell the American people just how bad it is. But in private over wine on a date with a guy he thinks is also a Democrat. (laughs) Of course, we know this. The fact that they've discussed removing Kamala Harris is a massive scoop. We have this story. This is from last month. And I think in this context, I'd like to start here before getting into where we're currently at and what we can expect this year. CNN politics. CNN inaugural road to 270 shows Trump in a position to win the White House in a position. Let me simplify it for you, ladies and gentlemen. CNN politics has constructed their 270 to win map, basically looking at all the different states and who they will end up voting for and what that will mean. According to CNN, CNN, Right now, Donald Trump is expected to win 272 electoral college votes. This is based off of polls. And this even has Georgia being kind of going uh, to the Republicans. Arizona apparently is going third party. Wisconsin and PA, is that their, their, what they're saying? It may be that they're saying these are toss ups. Let me see, make sure I get the, 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 the color code right. I don't know. I, it looks like they're saying. Well, I don't know. This is uh, I don't know what their yellow is trying to imply. But it doesn't matter. While they may be toss ups, I think that's what they're saying is that they're toss ups. The fact is, with these states, Trump wins. Nevada, Georgia, Ohio, even with Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Arizona being unsure, Trump wins. Now, why would CNN be saying this of all outlets? I don't know. Here's what they report. The first look at President Biden versus Trump rematch and the Electoral College, the math, Uh, Captures a dynamic to play 10 months, blah, blah, blah. Trump is a serious flawed candidate, blah, 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 blah. Okay, we should be very clear about what this electoral lookout is. And more importantly, what it is not is the first snapshot of the electoral college landscape in what will likely prove to be another very close and extraordinarily consequential consequential presidential election It's not a prediction of how things will turn out in November. It's not even a prediction of what things may look like to be. and, And I think it's important to point out what they're doing basically is here are the current polls. This is it. As of right now, if the election were held today, Donald Trump won. Interesting. Well, my friends, you may have seen the story, Let's let's break down the massive expose. And from this, where I think we may go, you know, I was torn. We got breaking news that Joe Biden has authorized strikes on Iranian targets. I don't know what else to say. I mean, we've talked about the prospect of World War Three quite a bit. And so here we are. Joe Biden, in his sad, pathetic, and the Democrats' evil desperation, will likely start a major war under the belief wartime presidents win, or maybe because they know it's their only opportunity to do so, and it will cause serious problems for Donald Trump in his next in his next term. From scnr.com. White House reportedly wants to replace Harris, Biden in decline. They report this is from Chris Bertman. A White House cyber official said the White House wants to replace Vice President Kamala Harris and President Joe Biden was in mental decline, according to a new O'Keefe Media Group video. The video features a disguised O'Keefe chatting in a coffee shop with White House cyber official Charlie Crager, who confirmed he was fairly high up in ranking and fairly good at keeping secrets. Oof, (laughs) the video's hilarious. Crager said he managed to he managed security for two federal agencies, the State Department, and the United States Agency for International Development, USAID. During their conversation, the disguised O'Keefe asked if Biden would be the Democratic presidential nominee this November, to which Krager appeared to confirm he would be. And Kamala Harris will be the vice president nominee. There was a debate about removing her from the ticket, but sadly, they didn't. Sadly, they didn't. This is a high ranking White House staffer saying he wanted Kamala Harris gone. That's crazy. How are they supposed to win? Krager said Harris couldn't keep black staff because they quit on her in mass. O'Keefe transitioned to Biden, saying the president had dementia, to which Krager said he was aware. However, I want to clarify. He said he's not been clinically diagnosed, but uh, he is slowing down. He's definitely slowing down, Crager said of Biden. O'Keefe asked if others in the Biden administration were aware of the president's mental decline. Krager said he believed the administration was aware, adding Biden's polling shows it. The OMG founder suggested the administration was unwilling to address their issues with Biden publicly, to which the White House cyber official agreed. Correct. And the same thing with Kamala Harris. She is not popular. But you can't remove the first black lady to be vice president from the GD presidential ticket. Like what kind of message you're going to send to like African-American voters? How would you spin that? It is wild. This is where we're at. These staffers know that this country is in trouble. They know the American people do not want them. And I'll tell you why I have no sympathy for this guy. Because his mentality is we better keep this stuff from the public so they don't vote against Joe Biden. If this guy actually cared about the country, he'd come out right away and say, I can't do this. I quit. Guys, you're sitting here debating that this woman can't be president. She's unpopular. This guy's brain isn't working properly. The best thing for this country is not that these people remain in office. Who would ever argue for incompetent people to run a company? Only people who want that company destroyed. Want to extract as much as they can from it as it all burns down. Sad. Wow. People would be like, what the F? Like she's a woman and she's multiracial. Krager said he believed the administration was equally concerned about Harris's perception along with Biden. Can't say it publicly. Got to toe the line. Krager added. Though admitted concerns over Biden and Harris were privately discussed, I'm just telling you what I've heard. SCNR.com, get a copy editor. It's T-O-E, the line, not T-O-W. To toe the line means to put your foot at the line of the starting point. Jeez, Chris Burtman, who's this guy, huh? The White House cyber official said he had a meeting with former First Lady Michelle Obama while he was an intern. When someone asked her about a potential White House run, the former First Lady reported emphatically, No. I've seen all the ish my husband had to go through, and that does not interest me. Crager and O'Keefe also discussed the COVID-19 pandemic and subsequent push to mandate vaccination against the virus, to which the White House cyber official said, F you to those averse to vaccination. You're not going to get the vaccine, and then you're going to expose my family in the hospital. You're unvaccinated like F you. That one's really funny. The conversation took a dramatic turn as the OMG founder reiterated Crager was a White House cyber official before pulling his disguise glasses off and asking what Krager was doing on a meeting with James O'Keefe. Oh, just, oh man. The best video James ever done in terms of pure entertainment value. What type of cyber cybersecurity operation are you guys running over here? O'Keefe said, noting he was the founder of Project Veritas. And the guy goes, oh yeah, I've heard of that. How do you think it looks to the American people that working in the office of cybersecurity are sitting... Across the table with James O'Keefe, <laughs> oh man, James O'Keefe says, "Double dare, what are the odds someone who works in the current White House recognizes me on a date if I just spray paint my hair and wear big glasses?" <laughs> and uh, they said you'd get the story. James O'Keefe will release release the second half of his interaction with Krager tomorrow. As of Wednesday afternoon, Krager's ex account has been set to private. Ladies and gentlemen. This is a massive scoop. It's huge. What we know publicly and what we believe publicly is also happening inside the Biden administration. They know Biden can't do it. They know Kamala Harris is unpopular and they are stuck now. Hold on there a minute. What if this guy knew it was James O'Keefe the whole time? And this is a reverse sting operation. I don't know, man. The idea being Come on, this guy really didn't know was James O'Keefe and he works in security? It's possible, I guess, Occam's razor.
2: But what
0: if they just want to tell James what he wants to hear so that James reports it and we all believe it? What if behind the scenes they're saying everything they think about Kamala and Joe, we want them to think? Why? We want to lull them into a false sense of security so that we can win. CNN reporting that Trump is on track to win the White House? Why? During the Iowa caucus and in New Hampshire, they called the race for Trump early. This one really uh, screwed us over, to be completely honest. We had uh, a scheduled Vivek Ramaswamy to come on the show. He was running. And uh, within like five, what was it? No, within like 20 minutes, they called the Iowa caucus for Donald Trump before any data had actually come in like 1%. And we're like, huh. And this likely resulted in Vivek being like, okay, <laughs> I see the writing on the wall. Many people, DeSantis supporters, we're claiming it was a trick to screw over Ron DeSantis' voters because many people got notifications on their phone that Trump had won before they even voted. That's not a trick to help Donald Trump. That's a trick to hurt Donald Trump. Because how many people showed up for Trump thinking, he's going to win, but I'll show up anyway. I'm here to vote for Trump. Then they go, oh, he won. All right, we're good. The DeSantis people were fighting uphill, they weren't going to leave for anything. The Trump people were the ones who are like, we know he's going to win anyway, right? That's the con game. Be wary. CNN comes out and says, Donald Trump's going to win. Oh, geez. Oh, me. Oh, my. You get this leaked report. This guy works in the White House is like Biden's brain doesn't work and Kamala's unpopular. Now, no, no, no heat to uh, James O'Keefe. This is one of his best videos. But I'm just saying, be careful because maybe the reality is this guy didn't know who he was and he wants us all to think they are, They have no confidence in Joe Biden. Maybe, maybe. But I look at what happened in 2020 and I got to think like, mm, they got a plan. They ain't sitting by doing nothing. Kurt Schlichter writes, the black swan events that could determine this election. So what could happen from today? I would say this, as we get into this topic, do not be lulled into a false sense of security. You must register your friends and family to vote. You must scream to the high heavens. Register to vote. Figure out what you can do to get your neighbors registered to vote. They're going to be sending out mail-in ballots and all of that stuff. You better be ready for this one. Town Hall, Schlichter writes, Some of us older folks grew up in a time of normality, when chaos was not the rule, and weird life-changing things didn't happen. These stakes were not that high when we were growing up, except for the whole imminent nuclear war thing, but now we regular we are regularly beset by flocks of black swan events. He says, and they now happen all the time. 9-11, the Wall Street meltdown, Trump's election, COVID, Ben Shapiro getting a number one rap hit. The black swans are coming fast and furious, and there's no sign of them stopping. If you want to support Tom McDonald and Ben Shapiro, go to factswithben.com. Buy the song. But I digress. One more thing can happen, likely will happen this year that could change everything. Trump convicted, acquitted, or nothing at all. Perhaps. Are there any uh, terrorist attack? The border has been and is going to remain wide open. The Republican Squish Caucus border compromise, which was to give Democrats millions of more immigrants in return for destroying the Republican Party, seems to be going nowhere. Thank goodness. The deal that they've set forward is that 5,000 criminal aliens can enter the country every day, and that's a deal. How much you want to bet Republicans go, we did it, everybody? The videos will not stop. More and more people will see what's going on. I wrote about this in my novel, The Attack, where thousands of military age males infiltrate the country and trigger a devastating terror assault on Americans using very simple means to maximize casualties and demoralize the country. It could happen. Even some ex-FBI officials, the most incompetent people in the universe, have predicted this possibility and are warning of it. If we get by a massive terror attack that kills tens of thousands of Americans, and you need to know this could absolutely happen, because I spelled out for you in my novel, it will doom Joe Biden and the Democrats. Put aside the duty to defend Americans from being murdered which Democrats care nothing about, setting yourself up for that kind of fall is simply political malpractice. But no one ever accused Joe Biden of being smart. You've got economic meltdown, perhaps. You've got pandemic two lockdown boogaloo. That one, I don't think we did think there was a possibility, you know, six or so months ago, but I think we're way too removed from this now. It's out of sight, out of mind, but possibly you never know. You never know what could change. Civil war. Oh, boy. You know, I love this one. I called this, too, in my People's Republic novels. The border situation is coming to a head with a potential confrontation between Governor Abbott of Texas and 24 other governors and our alleged president. The fact is, the Constitution requires Joe Biden to both enforce the laws and protect the states from invasion. But he is willfully doing neither. Uh, it's, it's, It's worse than that. He's involved in the invasion. That makes for a constitutional crisis, one completely of Joe Biden's doing. Although the regime media is screaming that it's all Texas's fault for not meekly submitting to federal abuse and neglect. I don't think we're going to have another Gettysburg, but Joe Biden is a stupid, malignant man and his administration is full of stupid, malignant people. It is entirely possible that they push this and provoke some some sort of conflict. Then it gets scary. I think the great Fred Thompson said it best in the hunt for Red October. This business will get out of control. It will get out of control and we'll be lucky to live through it. Some other war perhaps impeachment, Hunter and other scandals, Biden falls out. And then there is the reality that Joe Biden is about 142 years old and he could drop dead of natural causes at any time or his dementia could get to such a place that he can't even fake being president any longer. Or he might get tired of it and trap it under pressure. There are rumors that Barack Obama wants him out. And Biden's wife, who is a totally legitimate doctor, and you should respect her. OK, blah, blah, blah is never going to give up first ladyhood voluntarily. The Democrats might not take no for an answer. The question then becomes, who's next? Do they somehow slip Michelle Obama ahead of Kamala Harris? I don't think so. Unless that guy knew it was James O'Keefe and was lying, I think what he's saying is legit. Michelle Obama will not run. She does not want to run. Everybody knew this. And Kamala Harris is not popular enough to win. He then says, Trump falls out. The scary reality. Trump is pretty old, too. Ignore the unflattering photos and overblown slips of the tongue. He's in remarkable health. And shows amazing vigor for someone his age. But he is his age. There's a possibility that he could fall out because of health concerns, a stroke, heart attack, who knows? I don't think it'll happen, but it might. There's something more sinister. You've seen the hatred the elite has against the ex president, how they've called him a threat to our democracy, a fascist. Yeah, someone could attempt an attack on Donald Trump. I don't know for sure. But these are interesting subjects brought up by Kurt Schlichter, and I think most of us have considered the possibility of all of these. It is going to be a wild year. Now, this news is breaking. U.S. approves strikes against Iranian targets in Iraq and Syria. That's it. That's the news. Could this be World War Three? Well, I don't know. They are not outright saying that they're going to strike Iranian naval vessels, but these are Iranian targets. So we will see USnews.com reporting from CBS. This could spark off World War Three. It could give Joe Biden and Democrats everything they need to sow chaos. But I'm not entirely sure. It could be everything they need so that this country is thrown into disarray, that Joe Biden's poll rating uh, approval rating goes up. I don't know if I believe that that would happen, but at the very least, it will dramatically change what we can expect in this election. So that 270 to win map CNN published relatively meaningless especially with changing demographics. We don't know exactly how this thing is going to play out. I can only tell you, my friends, that it is going to be a wild year. It's true. Ben Shapiro is the number one rapper in the world. It's amazing what's going on behind the scenes. And what this shows you, the the narrative machine is collapsing. The digital news outlets have been laying off their staff like crazy. The L.A. Times laid off their D.C. staff in an election year. That is unheard of. And I can only say bankruptcy must be in their future if they're getting rid of their D.C. reporters in an election year. So what does that mean for the rest of us? It means I think we're winning. You take a look at what James O'Keefe was able to pull off. You take a look at the polling data. Donald Trump is poised to win. I don't see us losing this one. There is an interesting idea that was uh, uh, floated. By a member of TimCast.com, go to TimCast.com, click join us, become a member in our discord server, called into our uncensored show and asked, what if Biden pardons criminal aliens? Now, that one's interesting. You know, many people have speculated. We speculated in an IRL that Joe Biden will bring all these illegal immigrants and these criminal aliens and then sign some executive order, giving them a path to citizenship. Thus, a rapid shift that Trump would not be able to easily overturn. But many people point out he can't do that. It's unconstitutional. It's illegal. My response to that, simply put, is like, yeah, he's doing a lot of illegal things right now, Mm -hmm. but a better thought. What if he pardons them? These individuals broke the law by entering the country. It is a violation of U.S. law. What if Joe Biden just issues a blanket pardon to anyone who illegally crossed the border? That's one way he could do it. He could say these people are refugees and asylum seekers. So I hereby pardon every single one of them. And he can. That would be interesting. I don't know what will happen, my friends. I don't know how war will take shape, but it seems to be. I don't know what the polls will suggest, but everything looks like it's coming up Trump. Joe Biden's failing. They're they're trying to prop up the economy in the media. Oh, it's Bidenomics is great. Stephen Colbert shilling for Joe Biden, saying inflation that the economy grew three point three percent and in he's in academic terms, that means number go up equals good. The funny thing about that clip. That's literally what he has to say. So that stupid people who follow his show understand what he's trying to say. Because if you came out and said the good news is the economy was reportedly at 3.3% growth, which is fantastic. People are gonna be like, what does that mean? So he has to say number go up equals good. As if he's talking to who? Yeah. His own audience. These are the people that are voting for Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and other Democrats. It's going to be a wild year, my friends, and we can't predict what's going to happen. If you think you've seen it, you've not seen it all. And I guarantee Democrats have an ace up their sleeves or some kind of plan. So stay tuned. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. It's 1992. You wake up to the smell of cinnamon. You come downstairs, and you're rubbing your eyes, and there's mom. Cinnamon buns fresh out of the oven, icing on top. Oh, by the way, she also made French toast, bacon sausage. Your dad walks in, says, hey, champ, puts the paper down on the table and says, what's going on today? We got a game. Oh, that's right. You guys are playing baseball later. Great. Love to see it. Everybody smiles. The dog runs in and barks. And that's a world that existed for a lot of people and not for many others. But that's the world that I like to imagine we can be, you know. Sister comes in and makes a snide comment to brother and brother laughs and the parents, ha ha ha, like a good old sitcom, like a good old sitcom. That's that's who I envision we can be. And then, you know, as the days pass, snow begins to fall, presents under the Christmas tree and we work hard. And there are struggles and there are challenges and there are war. When we talk about things like this, about how good it could be in this country or that dream of a family enjoying a good Sunday morning breakfast and bakery fresh cinnamon buns, well, made by mom, I should say, not bakery fresh. There is conflict and there is crisis. There is fear and there is war and there are nuclear bombs and there is the expansion of communism. The darkness existed on this planet for a long time. But we can still dream, can't we, of a beautiful future. Anybody could share in it. It's the American dream. Instead, we get this story. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't come before you today at 4 p.m. to talk to you about the potential for a future where we can share bakery fresh cinnamon buns. In fact, I must tell you from the Daily Mail Capitol Police will not charge Democrats' aide who made viral gay sex tape in a Senate hearing room. Suspects refuse to speak with investigators, despite there being no evidence of a crime police reveal. Uh, I just want to say. Filming these videos in a public building violates like 5,000 laws. But instead, instead of you dreaming of that beautiful morning, it still exists, by the way, families still wake up and make cinnamon buns or whatever. I'm just being silly. This is the news we get. And this is what our country has become. This sick, depraved scumbag. I don't care that he's gay. Having sex in the Senate building, and apparently more than once. And for this, there is no penalty. He just resigns. I'm sickened by this stuff. This is what your country has become. The US. Capitol police announced it will not charge a Democrat congressional aide who was fired for filming a gay sex tape in Senate because no crime was committed. Oh. But when these Capitol Police scumbags open the door and let people in, that's the apocalypse. That's right. You know, who can forget old lectern guy? Eh, They called him podium guy, but it's the lectern guy. And what did he do? He picked up a lectern, carried it and put it down some 10 to 30 feet or whatever. I don't know. The media went nuts. How dare you? My stars and garters. A man carried a piece of furniture. And for this, he should go to prison. This guy filmed a gay sex tape and nothing. Where's the outrage? Bowman pulled the fire alarm, disrupting Congress, disrupting capital governmental functions. Slap on the wrist. You know what, man? This one here is the most egregious thing I can think of. This guy should get 20 years. I mean, he should get an exorbitant Uh, prison sentence. And I'll tell you why. I'm a man of logic. I do not react react emotionally. Uh, Sometimes I'm not, you know, I'm not, nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect. My point is this. I don't, I do. I don't believe prison is is about retribution necessarily a little bit, Obviously emotion plays a role, but we need to figure out how to stop bad people from doing bad things. We also need to think about deterrence. In some instances, Depending on the punishment, it can be a deterrent. Our current system is not. I look at Singapore and they cane people. Oh boy, you better believe that's a deterrent. Kind of crazy, isn't it? Nobody fears being locked in a box. I think the reason we put you in a box and lock the door is because we, for one, you're innocent until proven guilty. If you're proven guilty, okay, then we're going to lock you up. We want humane treatments of people who have been removed from society for, for doing wrong. And a person who commits a crime should be removed from society because we don't want them to do it again. Depending on the severity of the crime, then uh, they get more time behind bars. Retribution plays a small role because people need emotional satisfaction. It's what makes us human. But I don't believe it should be the defining factor in why we lock people up. For this man, I believe he deserves 20 years for desecrating uh, our, our Capitol building and for, I mean, biological waste hazards. Listen, these guys are having gay sex in a public place. There's going to be biological material. It's going to to be bleached and scrubbed. And I bet you they didn't do anything. I bet you they have not brought in cleanup crews to bleach and scrub and clear that place out. Imagine what else is going on there. Imagine how many times they've done this before. For those costs, this guy should be in jail for a long time. But it is mostly about maintaining confidence in the system the crime committed here is one of the most egregious crimes a person could commit in this country. Murder, of course, being way worse. Rape, of course, being way worse. But what I'm saying is, you know, most laws are like, you know, trespass, shoplifting, you know, driving without a license, whatever. Those are all like the average crime does not reach the level of two men having gay sex in a Senate building. That is a desecration of everything we've built and are trying to maintain. If a man can get away with this, then what respect do we have for our institutions and why should we believe they function? This is the important point. If a man can go into the seat of our Senate to a Senate building and film a gay sex tape, which does break the law and get away with it, there is no system. There's none. There's, there's nothing. There is no law enforcement. There's no cleanup. It is just. Leave me alone. And that's where we've come to. And that is a fault of liberalism. It really is. Classical liberals. I love you. We agree with you on a lot of things. I'm fairly classically liberal. But this idea of live and let live has turned into leave me alone. Leave me alone's fine. Don't tread on me. I love the message. But without duty and responsibility, this is what you get. In that vacuum, Communists have taken over. So if you are a guy who walked up to the Capitol on January 6th, no barricades, they have all been removed. You're on the other side of the building. There's no riot. The riot's over. And there's a cop smiling, waving you in, which is, which happened. There's video of it. And you walk in and say, what's going on? You will go to prison. If you're a journalist like Steve Baker, documenting what's happening, you work for the blaze. You will be arrested and charged, or at the very least, they will make those attempts. So far, Steve uh, Steve Baker has not been—I uh, uh, don't believe—he's been formally charged yet. But they're threatening—they're threatening him, and they're draining his resources because he's got to hire a lawyer for this. But this man, nothing, and it's because the live and let live people have allowed communists to live and let live, and sooner or later, they don't let live. You live in this ethos under this ethos, where. You decide, leave me alone. I'll do my thing. You do yours. And this is what it turns into. The individuals who literally desecrate your places of governance and your places of worship, they'll continue to do so. And then when you push back, they'll say, hey, man, I don't bother you. Don't bother me. And what happens? The right classical liberals, they say, I don't want conflict. I will back off. Well, Donald Trump, he came around and he said, now we're not doing this anymore, and that's why a lot of people voted for him. But I got to tell you, it's going to take you being active in your community, speaking up, and calling this out. I'd like to give this man Aiden my thanks. To be completely honest, I'd like to thank him because now, whenever I'm hanging out with a liberal friend of mine uh, or family member, I'm going to show him the video. Oh, I know, I know. Oh, let all the left. Let them all when um, who was it? The senator read one of these graphic books they put in schools and the left mocked him for it. Oh, please, please talk about how I'm going to show all of my Democrat family members your guys gay sex tape. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say, here's what Democrats do in the Senate building. And I want them to be angry about it and disgusted. And I'm going to say, I view you the same as this guy Because you won't do anything to stop it, and when you say things like "Well, obviously we're not okay with that," it's just you know Donald Trump. Shut up, Donald Trump can say "grab by the pussy" all day and night, and fine, he's crass. But this—that's the world you want to leave to your kids. Okay, that's your fault. This insurrection. A lot of people are now saying that insurrection greater than erection. Ha 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 ha. Man, this really. This is is dark. No charges. Okay, let me tell you, my friends. In Berkeley County, West Virginia, they have many laws in the books. In fact, it is illegal for a man and woman to cohabitate a building if they're not married. They cannot engage in lewd and lascivious activities in public either, which means if you're not married, you best not be kissing. They had a drag show at the Pride event outside of where we're setting up our coffee shop. It's funny because I hear that people in Martinsburg, Western, Virginia are so excited for us to open our coffee shop. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm having second thoughts. Y'all had a Pride event on Queen Street where a drag performer brought children up onto stage, which is illegal where's law enforcement. So I'm supposed to invest in this place where y'all commit crimes in broad day, broad daylight in public. And they and Jefferson County, which is the eastern panhandle of West Virginia, has explicitly forbade. You cannot have children at drag shows. It's an adult performance. It's sexualized. There's a line in Berkeley County, which is just next door. They they do it anyway. Despite the fact West Virginia says public displays of lewd activity are not allowed and it's 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 aggravated if children are present. OK, so any one of these cops could go and shut it down and say this is a lewd activity. Let me tell you, my friends, under Section 230, this is the. Uh, this is the law that they use to censor conservatives and anti-war leftists and post liberals on social media. It says that they're allowed to censor to curate content so long as it's for the purpose of removing obscene, illegal, lewd, etc. And so these companies have decided that hate speech is obscene and it is lewd and they can remove it. And they can't be held liable for any speech on their platform because this gives them their clearance. The left is willing to, to interpret the law as they see fit to weaponize politics and ideology or to weaponize big tech platforms, the right's unwilling to do so. When you can't get West Virginia to at least shut down a drag show with children, even though it's on the books illegal. What should I expect? Republicans are weak and pathetic. Man, these Democrats, they should hope and pray and beg that I am not governor. The things I'd be doing as governor, oh boy, I don't know, I'd probably get impeached in two seconds. What would I do? The first thing I do is I I would instruct the AG, who I've talked to, and he's like, well, this is up to to the DAs. Don't, know, don't care. I would go to the head of all law enforcement and say, the next time we see something like this, and you do nothing about it, you will regret it. And what does that mean? Well, for me, what I can do outside of politics is I'm going to name and shame the next time they allow something like this to happen and we will campaign. But if I was governor, I would instruct law enforcement. I would say we want criminal charges. I would personally come down to Berkeley and I'd hold a rally and invite everybody come here and we will protest against this. I will instruct law enforcement in any capability that I have to investigate, to do a lot. What's CBP doing over there on Route 340? We know that Customs and Border Protection are involved in human smuggling on the border in Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas, probably California, too. And what, they can just operate this large human smuggling facility? Weak. That's it. They're weak. So it's funny because I get people hitting me up saying, would you like to meet with these politicians or that politician? Sure. West Virginia, Florida's doing better. Ron DeSantis is doing a good job on this stuff. Now that he's not running for president anymore, things have improved quite a bit. West Virginia needs to get its act together. 86% Trump supporting. Ain't nobody is down with this stuff. This guy should be in jail. Whatever, man, I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. Today's 6 p.m. segment is about enraging feminists. We have this clip from a young woman who talks about how she works full time and she can barely afford her rent. Now, there's a lot to break down in what's wrong with not just uh, many of these women who are upset about this, but just Gen Z in general. But the issue here, as it pertains to feminism, is that many of these women would be better off in their minds, or at least in their arguments, without it. I know it's probably a bit of hyperbole for me to say this. I think that if we did not have feminism, if we did not have women in the workplace and we had social media, you'd have a lot of women saying things like, I don't want to be home all day. I want to contribute. I want to go work. And then we'd talk about how maybe we should allow that. So I don't think that this one video, this one woman and the many videos we've seen of this are completely indicative of, you know, feminism being bad outright. But I think the problem is the extremes in one one direction or the other. Why can't this woman Acknowledge perhaps she would be happier if she got married and was a homemaker. She would then not have to work as much. She would have split rent with a man she was with. They'd have a family, and together they could form a better life. The crazy thing is, never, never in human history have people lived alone. It's wild to think that there are people who are like, why can't I live alone? Worse still, This one's going to really, this is going to pour water all over the left and and the right, I guess. She lives in a two bedroom, like by herself. (laughs) What are you doing? Get a studio apartment if you live by yourself. But I do think this video is interesting because we've got so many young people who are like, I can't do this. I can't afford this. And so the question becomes, what can they do? Who are these people? Why do they they feel this way? And what component is, uh, and, and how much does feminism play a role? Let me play this video for you. Uh, of this woman and she kind of just uh, sort of beats a dead horse so we'll, we'll play just a bit of it because she she does just kind of say the same thing several times but uh, here you go
3: why is it that I have to work 40 hours a week just so I can have a place to live 40 hours a week makes me two thousand dollars a month and my rent is 1660. So I work 40 hours a week so I can have a two bedroom apartment. Oh, let me stop right there.
0: Why, man, dude, look, a lot of people are commenting on this video and they're being like, you know, oh, these we got to make more money. You got to increase the minimum wage or whatever. And it's like that doesn't solve any problem. The problem right now, supply and demand, it is massive. Okay, a lot of people want places to live. There are not that many places to live. So, this means there's going to be more expensive, bigger apartments and cheaper, smaller apartments. But when we bring in a mass influx of criminal aliens and illegal immigrants, then uh, they're gonna need places to live too, which will drive the prices up as you and your cohorts compete for a place to live. Sorry, that's the way it is. But how about this? I know it's really simple. Stop living in a two bedroom. In fact, get a one bedroom, get a studio. And if you have a two-bedroom, rent the other room out. Cut your rent in half. I mean, that's fairly obvious, right?
3: And an extra $300 a month. Like, it doesn't cover my phone, internet, food, you know? So not only do I not have any extra money, but just working makes me so exhausted that I don't have time either. Like, I get off work at 5.30, come home, I'm just so tired. I'm so tired that, like, anything that I need to do outside of work, I then just push off to, like, the weekend. And I'm like, I'm just too tired to do this after work. I'll wait until Saturday. So then I end up with so much to do on the weekend that ends up having to be split into two days. So I have to do stuff on both Saturday and Sunday.
0: All right, let's go for it. I have a solution, young man. Get married. You know, I guess the challenge is right now. You've got these competing right wing, you know, sort of views on marriage. And, you know, I don't know if right wing is the right way to say it, but you have the Ben Shapiro narrative of get married, have kids. But then you have the like red pill sort of right wing. I mean, they're not woke and they're not leftists being like, yo, the system is completely broken. Feminism has destroyed this and there's no incentive for dudes to get married anymore because you have nothing but risk and no upside. And it's like, wow, don't live in cities. Get away from cities. Find a nice rural countryside and go to church. You know, it's funny. Like, I'm not Christian. I'm not. But like the logic is plain and simple. A Christian guy who has like a sense of duty and morals is going to be a better husband on average than your urban feminist liberal guy, who's going to be like, I can do whatever I want. Look, I'll be honest, you're going to find a bunch of Christian guys too, who are going to beat their wives and be really awful people. I'm just saying there's a tendency. And if you're if so, if, and if you're a guy and you want to find a woman, then finding somebody who feels they have a moral duty to this world and to a higher power, you're likely going to be better off. Now for this young man, young lady, have you considered uh, marriage? Now, hear me out. You find a good guy. He's talented, successful. He makes good money. And he says, you know, I make enough. You don't need to work if you don't want to, if you're willing to help me in my life. And that is, the guy says, I'm going to go off and fight wild bears and boars and bring back the meat, the bacon, as it were. And you make sure that we have a comfortable place that we can share together and help prepare food so that after I'm tired from hunting wild boars... I can then eat. You take care of the cooking and the cleaning. I'll take care of the work. You don't have to do that. I actually think it's, it's, it's great that we have opportunity for women and anybody to choose the path they want. I'm fairly libertarian. I do absolutely love the, the cringe fake outrage from the left where they're acting like I'm some kind of trad con or whatever, because I've been like, perhaps this woman would prefer to have a husband and be a stay at home wife, not even a mom necessarily. Here's another solution. It is downsize. But more importantly, there is an existential problem with things like this. Why do you hate work? What are these things you want to do? And here's where I think we're crashing into two problems. One with infantilism and feminism. I've I, so, you know, uh, shout out to our good friends, uh, Vosh and Annika Sparian, who've completely misrepresented my views because they're grifters and they lie. It's what they do. They attach my name to their videos because it'll get more clicks if they do. Congratulations. I'm glad my name is valuable. And so uh, there's a there's a clip where like some Republicans wanted to make it so that 16 and 17 year olds can work 30 hours a week if they want uh, and work late. And I'm like, I had this like half joking tweet where I said, yes, the kids need jobs. Let's get our kids back to work. And it's like it's like a half joke. So they they decide to take this because they know it'll generate attention or whatever. Or they think it will. I don't know. And then misrepresent what my position is, arguing that, you know, Republicans want children working in factories because it it then, you know, makes them more money. Like I never said kids should work in factories or anything like that. But what happens is like Vosh, for instance, leftist will take my name, attribute all of the like child labor arguments to me when i had one simple argument and that is kids should do chores that's my argument like if you're 10 years old you should be taking out the garbage and you should be like helping your parents at their family business that's kids having jobs you should have a paper route you should mow lawns or shovel snow depending on where you live i don't know what do they do in Florida? You know, I don't got snow or fall. So what do you like chase lizards or something like I oh, got lizards in the yard again? You got to get them out or pick up the coconuts. I don't know what you guys do down there. My point is, yo, kids should not be working in factories or mines or dangerous industrial settings, but they can help around the house and the mom and pop shops. They can help around the neighborhood and do these simple tasks. Get kids familiar with risk, reward and labor. The problem is infantilism. Children should do nothing. Go to an instit- institutionalized learning facility, so by the time you're 22, you've never had a job in your life. you have no idea what work is. you don't know the value of labor. you don't know where food comes from. you don't know how to handle any of it. And then all you want to do is lay about, watch TV and play video games. This means for men and women. if l- l- let me tell you, my friends. see, when I was uh, a baby, my family had me uh, one, I learned how to play chess. I uh, was familiar with the Internet at a very young age. I think with the Internet when I was like, as I, we've had the Internet as long as I can. I, I was alive, I'm pretty sure, like CompuServe on DOS. And then, uh, uh, you know, once I was old enough to use chat rooms, and hang out with friends and stuff, I'm, I'm on the Internet. My family starts a business. For one thing, I'm always doing chores. You have to do chores. You have your list of chores on the refrigerator. And then my family starts a business. And I'm, when well, I was like nine years old. And I'm helping with the mom and pop shop. My and And, and what, I'm 10. And I've got $60 in, in tips from helping at the family business, working on the weekends. That's what kids should be doing. And so when I, when Pokemon comes out, I'm like, I'm going to buy my own Pokemon and my own Game Boy. And I did. And so me, I, there's no distinction between work and life. It's one thing. Life is you work, you make, you eat. But people like this, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, young lady, but this is true. Your brain is shattered. like. So many people, when when she's saying things like, I want to do something else. You know, it's funny. Throughout human history, as I stated earlier, people didn't live alone. They've always lived with someone, with their families, with their parents. And then when they were old enough, with their wives or husbands. And they started a family. Now we live in this world where it's like a 24-year-old woman is like, I should have a two-bedroom to myself. Okay, well, that's a luxury that didn't exist a long time ago. Not only for space reasons, but for security reasons. So here's the problem I see. I got to tell you, these people don't want to do anything because humans are programmable. Okay, when you're born, your brain is forming and your brain is assessing the world and deciding what is and what should be. And these people through infantilism grow up in a world where they never have to be adults and they are shielded from everything by snowplow parents everything is given to them. They go in the kitchen, open the fridge, there's food. They never wonder where it comes from. And now you have people on Twitter thinking like milk comes from the store. No, milk comes from the cow. And the cow comes from the farmer who did the work to raise the cow. Technically, the cow came from another cow, but you get my point. They then send the milk to a distribution facility who packages it, sends it to warehouses, who send it to stores, and then you get to buy it. Work has to be done. So for me, everything I do, everything is work all of it, all the time, 24/7. I wake up the world that I see and the things that I read work. I talk about it. Here we are. We have a show. We have a segment exercise. I skateboard Uh, not so much rollerblading these days, but I've been rollerblading longer than I've been skateboarding, but skateboarding more seriously longer than I've ever rollerbladed. Play music. I don't just say I'd like to sit down by myself and play the guitar. I think I want to write a song, record it and sell it when I skate. I want to have fun, film entertainment, entertaining content and distribute it. That's all work. I don't I, I don't understand how there could be. Uh, well, I, I, I do get it, but I cannot relate to this idea of sitting around and relaxing. I despise relaxing. I don't know what that means. Perhaps I can argue after I skate for the day and I slam a protein shake and sit down for about an hour or so scrolling on my phone and reading the news. That's me relaxing. You know, how I relax like playing poker or something on the weekends, which still we are preparing a poker show because it's all work. Everything I'm doing and everything I'm learning can be translated into something of value. What is it, ma'am, that you want to do in your free time that cannot translate properly? I get it. Not everybody knows how or has the means to turn their passion into work. But my point is not so much that it's that my whole life work was work. Work was life. Life is work. It's like that's what I do. I've never, I've, I've never had this moment where it was like I felt forced to do things. Everything was always an opportunity and was always a path to success. I worked for the airport. I worked, for, I worked at O'Hare. I worked not for the airport, but I worked at O'Hare. I worked for American Eagle Airlines. And I was like, that's what I do. And then I would do anything else when I could do anything else. But more importantly, if I want to do something, sleep on a couch. Perhaps the issue is women don't want to live that way. You know, women want to have their own bathrooms. That I get. Don't want to sleep on couches? Totally get it. Then you're going to have to figure out what you can and can't do. Let me play more more from her.
3: So then I don't get a day off. I don't get a day to relax. I don't get to decompress. So it is really like working seven days a week, constantly. Yeah. And I, I don't want to do that anymore, right? Like... I don't care how poor and miserable I would have to be, but I literally can't have a place to live without this. That's right,
0: because someone has to build the place to live. Yo, there's this uh, Instagram channel that I've been following. I think it's called Decaying Midwest. Let me make sure I get it right, because they deserve a shout out. I think it's uh, I want to make sure I get their name right. It's a it's a fun channel. It's an urban explorer. And uh, let me see if I can find this. Yeah. Decaying Midwest on Instagram. They got almost a million followers. An awesome channel. The crazy thing is they they posted one where they're like, we went to uh, Michael Jordan's house it's for sale. And it's crazy. You watch these videos and you're like, everything's falling apart. Humans must maintain these things. It is brutal. We had a, uh, a pipe leak or something happened downstairs, and you, we don't notice right away because it's just drips, and it's going into the drop ceiling. And then like three days later, we're like, holy crap, problem. Then we got to bring in this company. They got to bring all these fans, and we got to replace insulation. It's like ugh. Maintaining this stuff is not easy. You have to do something. You don't get to live for free. But here's where I think we're going. This woman makes an important point. I literally can't have a place to live without this, and I don't want to do this anymore. Someone doesn't want to do anything. What are they going to do? They're going to go be homeless. They're going to sleep outside and say, at least I get to wake up and do whatever I want. Man, that's misery to me. No days off. Yeah, I don't get any days off. I just make what time I can during the day for what I want to do. And that's that's the reality of it, I guess. It's it's it really is crazy to me. I don't know. I just don't relate to these people. Because how I grew up, work was always something like, you know, I'll put it this way. I saw this 4chan post where guys like, I treat my life like a video game now. When I go to work, I ask my boss if there's anything needs to be done. And I treat it like I'm being given a quest in in a video game. And then when I earn money, I consider that like experience points. And I'm like, isn't it funny how you can sort of like in your mind, you can make this work. Well, that's always how my life has been. It's always like, What am I doing? What am I saving for? What's my mission? What's my goal? And it was always like, I'm going to get that job done. And for me, I've always had a drive to prove that I could do it. So if someone was like, hey, we need this task done, I'll be like, I'll get it done better than you've ever seen done in your life. And that's probably because when I was growing up, I had parents who were like, you have to work. You have to work to earn your keep. And that's why my mentality now is my kids, they are not getting any, I'm not giving them money. They're not going to have the best clothes. Like, they're going to have clothes. They're going to have skateboards. They'll have music instruments better than most. But that was what I was afforded. But I'm not going to. No, no pulling strings, no fancy cars, no luxuries. You want it. You earn it.
3: Like, I don't know what to do. I'm not. Get married. I'm not made for this. I don't have the money, time or energy to enjoy my life outside of work and I don't know what to do about it anymore. You
0: know, I feel bad, but it's also kind of like, you know, humans are programmable, programmable. Like I was saying, um, they're not blank slates. I want to make sure that's clear. Genetics play a role in a lot. Clearly a female and a male are going to be different, but you develop a human. It's going to take a lot of work to re rewire them and get them set up to understand what you will need to do to live and to be successful. And they, you know, like young people, they're, they've, they're bad parents. And I think that's a, a, a big uh, factor in this. When I uh, made that tweet where I said kids should have jobs and I did a segment, I made a video about it. Uh, we talked about an IRL where I'm like, nobody, kids should be in factories working full time or mines. No, it's like kids should be mowing lawns or, or doing a paper route, you know, things, or, or, or selling Girl Scout cookies, right? Participating in learning how to be a functioning member of society that provides value. The funny thing is, when Anna Kasparian and Vosh misrepresented my views because it earns, you know, gets them clicks or whatever, it, it's funny because like Vosh's audience, because Vosh lies so much. Sorry, dude, whatever, man. You misrepresent me so often. Your audience's view of me is like, not even me. It's the weirdest thing. They're like, no wonder Tim's been single for so long. It's like, I've literally not been, but whatever. Because they have to create this fake version to justify their fractured worldview. But here's the wild thing that I think we got to close this out with. When I see like Anna Kasparian and uh, Vosh misrepresent my views by claiming I'm for like children working at factories or something. You know, I think if only these people actually knew my argument, they'd say, oh, wait, Vosh and Anna are lying. And I think that's somewhat true. But it's funny, too, because when we went on IRL and I said, you know, kids should have jobs in the sense that they can work in a mom and pop shop, they can take out the garbage or get the mail and things like this. No kid should be in a factory or whatever that, you know, that stuff like those child labor laws are all great. I actually saw these these socialists and leftists uh, subreddits. They posted the full clip of me saying exactly that. And I was surprised to learn, in fact, these people think no one should work at all. I'm not kidding. And I was like, huh? These people are broken. I don't know what this woman is thinking, but I do know, thankfully, thanks to OnlyFans, there is always an easy way to not have to work. And then women will say, like, women shouldn't have to do that. Listen, something for something. I think if this woman, she posts video crying, goes on the Internet, men will give her money. That's the reality of it. And that's what's, I think, fracturing everything. So many women who get money for nothing. I mean it, like nothing. Because guys are simps or whatever, and guys might have the money, and they might be lonely, but guys can spend money however they want. The surprising thing to me was to find, maybe it's not so surprising, these leftists are just outright like, kids, forcing children into the workforce is so brutal. And like, there's all these posts where they're basically saying like, it's bad enough anyone has to have a job, but to make people do it early is so abusive. And I'm like, the reason you hate working is because you didn't work when you were young. If you grew up in a house that taught you the value of work and you were built up around being productive, when you were older, you would be driven to be productive. My view of the world and like the way I feel is kind of like, in order to get that dopamine hit, I got to do something. I got to build something. I got to make something. I feel physical pain if I'm not producing segments or doing some kind of work or answering phone calls or having meetings. It's like not literally it's like emotional pain. Like I just can't sit around. You know, everyone's like, Tim, if you ever stopped doing this, you'd be bored. And I'm like, no, I wouldn't because I'd be doing something like I'm I'm always doing something for the first like three years of Tim, Ca- of this channel and the other and uh, Tim and YouTube, youtube.com slash Timcast. Oh, and even the first two years of IRL, I worked seven days a week. I recorded segments on Saturday and Sunday too. And it was because I was like, what do I do? I wake up on the weekends and it's like, nobody's doing anything. I'm going to go skate in the afternoon. Might as well work. Now, you know, the issue was more like with an expanding business in order to go to the bank, in order to, you know, do other things that need to be like, buy cars that we need to get. Like that's been a couple instances where it's like, hey, we need a work vehicle for all of our guests to, to travel. No time to go buy it unless we go on a Saturday. So now I have the weekends to fill those gaps, and now as I'm getting older, I'm like, save a bunch of money, worked really really hard, long term uh, gains, sacrifice in the short term, have some money saved up, and now on the weekends we can spend some time to relax a little bit. And I stop producing those segments. But for many of these people, I will I will admit, yeah, it's not been good, it's not been fair. Illegal immigration is destroying everything for you. You should inherit better, not worse. However, young lady two-bedroom apartment. You're willing to be homeless, throw it all the way. Get a bachelor economy apartment in a small town. That's going to cost you $300. And then you can share a shower, but at least you don't got to work as much. As to the feminists, you know, there is a portion of women who perhaps her would be very, very happy to know that there was a man who was doing the work she didn't want to do. The man happy to do the work. And then he comes home and says, I'll take care of the rent. But it would be nice if you could do something for me in exchange. And she is like, I will make food. We will hang out and watch movies. And your, you know, the 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 place we live together will be clean. That's a fair trade. And perhaps if she preferred work, the man could stay at home and clean. I don't care. The point is this, for her specifically, she doesn't want to work. It's too much. Find someone who will provide something of value for them, whatever it may be. Maybe it's a family. Maybe as a guy who says, look, I want kids. I will work my fingers to the bone to make sure you have everything so that we can raise those kids. You give me kids, I do the work. Men can't produce babies themselves in their own bodies. So they need women for help with, with, uh, with help on that regard. In which case, you shouldn't be at work. Stay home. Relax. No stress. I'll take care of everything. If that's not right for you and you don't want to have kids, you don't want to have a family, downsize your apartment. All right, you get it. I'll leave it there. Next segment is coming up. Uh, or the next It's going to be TimCast IRL. YouTube.com slash TimCast IRL. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then.